Just run the ball with Cam Opachowski. What's going on, everybody? We are doing our top 30 wide receiver preseason rankings. So like the other ones, we've had both of our input on this to make one list, averaging out what both of us have. So there's a lot of guys. This one out of the quarterbacks, which is close. Running backs had some differences. This is definitely the one where, where we have the most differences. We have some guys really high, some guys really low compared to our different list. Um, I see Antonio Brown has made it to the top of your list. Uh, I don't know when that happened, but looks like he's looking yeah, that, good. Yeah, that was the last-minute addition. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I like him there. Uh, I could see that. I also have Jamar Flea as my, my third overall. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, nice. That's very, very good uh, – wordplay there thank you <laughs> i was i was thinking of the bug the flea i didn't really understand that but the uh the chase and the flea nice yeah it's like yeah like runaway yeah. flea nice yeah. yeah all right um so yeah starting with uh some some great humor over here by tom hines appreciate that uh but yeah let's let's get into it so we got we got the number one guy up here we have cooper cup at number one this one is pretty much a no-brainer i i need to figure out where you have him just to make sure so you do have him at number one i actually i just get nervous with prk ones it's whatever it's it's a thing i usually do i have him number two i have justin jefferson in front of him but cooper cup to me obviously a stud not a ton to be nervous about i'm just a little nervous with robinson there if odell plays and everything i think cup will be the one but he had a very historic season. It's going to be hard to repeat. So clearly, you're you're pretty confident, though. You not no worries. Uh, it, I'm a little bit worried. We'll we'll get to Allen Robinson, but I have him pretty high on my list compared to the average uh, player, I suppose. So I am hedging that bet a little bit. So at least if I'm wrong with Cup, I'll be kind of right with Robinson. Would you draft both s- of them? Obviously, you need to get Cup in the first to get him. But yeah. Say um, say Robinson goes like round yeah, seven or so, would you snag him? Yeah, I wouldn't mind them both. I mean, yeah. like there there are teams that like having like like on the Bucks last year, the Bengals, obviously, uh, yeah, the Bengals. So there are teams that can support two good uh, wide receivers. So yeah, yeah. I'd be fine with that to be honest. Yeah, so Cups obviously an an easy one to well not to put anything against you. Cups an easy one to put one though. He he was insane. I just I always get hesitant where. I know Devonte Adams has been good, and he was only PRK two last year. He was the PRK one before that, three years ago. Michael Thomas was, and he obviously was absolute dog shit after that. So I, I get a little nervous. I know we'll talk about Michael Thomas too, but mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is our number two. We are in pretty good agreement with that. So three and four. To me, it's just the consistency with Diggs. Like, I'm just not nervous about playing him ever, really. Like, I know you're getting at least, like, 17 to 22 points, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. And the Bills score so many points, too. It's, he's just, I, I think he's the sa- the safest bet. Yeah. Like, if you want to, like, not worry at all on a wide receiver, just draft Diggs. It's, 
Bas- safest one for sure. Basically, from these top five guys we're going to talk about, he's the safest, but I would say also the lowest boom potential. Like, you're not going to get a 40-point game from Diggs. You can't expect that. Jamar Chase, you will, but Jamar Chase, you also get single digits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And It depends where you want. I, I personally would, would draft Diggs out of this group, like the top five. I think Diggs would be my first draft pick, but I don't think he's going to do as well as Cup. So we'll see how it goes, I suppose. Yeah. So we have Diggs at two. Justin Jefferson is where we come to a little bit of a disagreement. So you have him five. I have him one. I just – I really didn't like him last year, and he proved me wrong. I just – I didn't really believe in him. I didn't know it was going to happen. He was the PRK four. The guys in front of him were Cooper Cup. Debo and then Devonte Adams as well. Don't think Debo is going to be in front of him next year. The other two guys definitely have a chance, but I'm I'm taking a risk here. I really like Jefferson. I think the offense is great. I think Thielen is fading a little bit, and Justin Jefferson is just catching fire. He had a great rookie year. He did even better last year, and it's his third year in the league. There's still room to continue to improve. So I think sky's the limit for this guy. I just I, I really like him where. Cooper Cup has had had an ungodly season, literally disgusting. He had almost 2,000 receiving yards, 16 touchdowns. And I just think when Michael Thomas had that amazing year too, it, it's hard to hit that again. And that's why I still think Cup could have a good season, but I think Cup has played his best football and Justin Jefferson is just heating up. Yeah, I have him lower just because of Kirk Cousins, not anything uh, against Justin Jefferson. Wait, are you saying Kirk Cousins isn't good? Have you seen the guy? <laughs> he he is uh, extremely mediocre. Yeah, but he's really well. handsome, though. That's true. He's got and, that big uh, old Kirk nose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't have, like, I don't think of Kirk Cousins as, like, a sexy quarterback option. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you need to look up more pictures of him because it's pretty yeah. sexy. Uh, I'll do. I'll, I'll go on a reference right now. Let's, let's let's see what we're working with here. Maybe something yeah. shirtless. I think I'm gonna have to keep him pretty low. I think actually I might move him down a couple spots now. All right, maybe I'll send you some of the pictures I have. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's. Justin Jefferson, I'm, I'm happy with him being... Uh, I actually don't mind him being evened out between the two of us with a three spot. He definitely is really skilled. He's fast. And he also invented like one of the most meme dances ever. So <laughs> it's, uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of potential. I, I think more so than our number four pick, Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm nervous that Chase is going to be a bust. But if he's not, then he's going to do pretty awesome. In my opinion, what are your thoughts on Chase? Do you think he's gonna? It's I guess the bet is: Do you think that Bengals are gonna get better, or are they gonna flatten out? Well, they they have the pieces to do better. It just it it depends because I think Mixon could be used a little more. I think T Higgins could be used a little more. They lost Uzama, so it's gonna be more attention for the wide receivers. But I think I think Jamar Chase is someone who has a lot of growing to do as well. I think he could easily be the PRK one in the next few years but I just to me with Justin Jefferson like Dalvin Cook is established and they pretty much have Thielen and Jamar or sorry Thielen and Justin Jefferson but I think Thielen's very good he's kind of fading Jefferson is heating up 
But to me, T. Higgins is right on Jamar Chase's tail. And it just makes me nervous when Jamar Chase has these boom games and then just kind of is quiet the next few games. So the inconsistency worries me. I think he finishes well on the year, but I, I, I don't know about you. I just he's one of those guys where you plug him in and I just think it's up and down. Where you know if if you need fifteen points to win and he's your first round pick, you should be pretty confident, but Maybe he scored 40 weeks the week before, and now he only scores eight. So that just makes me nervous because you have to use a first-round pick on him. Yeah, I think – so I have him uh, as my three above Justin Jefferson, and I'm kind of betting that the Bengals are going to do – are going to keep improving. So I think, honestly, I would be fine if he doesn't get those 40-point games and just gets like a, like more like dig style, just consistently getting like 18 to 20 points. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He didn't play like that. They're like No, I know, but like I was like saying like development, like maybe like he's like streaky, and I feel like younger players tend to be – tend to play like yeah less consistently. So I'm hoping that in this offseason he works on like kind of getting his mental game a little bit tighter so that if he gets in a rut, he like is able to break out of it instead yeah. of just playing the whole rest of the game poorly. And like playoffs too. You you play 15 to 18. I know some people play week 17 as the last one. So first week of the playoffs, he gets you 1.3. That's you know pretty much the worst you can do while getting a catch. Yeah. 19, 19.5, good good solid 55.6 yeah probably i think that's the best out of any wide receiver and if you have a two-week matchup you can still win if he gets 4.6 the next week to combine for 60 points in two weeks but if that's your championship and it's one week and you get 4.6 in week 18 you're not going anywhere yeah, I think the game that he had eight points, I think T. Higgins had, yeah, T. Higgins had 43. Is that week 16 you're talking about? Week 16, he had 19. So okay, so it wasn't that week then. It might have just so been was... a good game for them. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so next we have Devontae Adams, number five. Devontae Adams is the first of the challenging ones to rank, obviously going to a new team. New quarterback. I have Devontae at four. You have him at uh, at nine. So it looks like you're decent amount less confident with him. You got some uh, some interesting guys above him that we'll go over. But are you <laughs> are you losing confidence in Devontae Adams? Are you losing confidence because of Carr, the team? What's what's your hesitation here? Top three wide receiver the past three years. Obviously a big switch. I'm not saying he's a lock for top three, but. You have them yeah. at you have them barely in the top ten. What are your thoughts? So I was like looking, I was reviewing the tapes because I didn't. I don't usually go. You hit the into, film like, today, right? Then you not even go to work. <laughs> I took the day off. Just yep. watched some film. No, um, but I, I did watch the tapes, and Adams is getting double or triple covered almost every play. And Rogers has the skill to place the ball in those really tight windows. I don't know if Carr has that, to be honest. Now, the, obviously, the, the counterpoint to that is, well, the Raiders have a more balanced wide receiver core. With, with the Packers last year, it was literally just Adams and then a bunch of garbage. So they had the defense was able to get these insane double and triple covers on there. But I don't if, if they cover Adams like they did last year, I don't think Carr is going to be able to get the ball into that those tight spots. Mm-hmm. And that's why I downgraded him. Nothing to do with Adam's skill level. It's just I don't think Carr can use him in the same way that 
um, that Rodgers did. Yeah, I'm just confident in his usage. I just think he's going to be targeted up the wazoo, and I just I think I think he'll be used a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns on the team. So not that those aren't valid points. I'm just kind of I'm seeing pass that because someone like Najee Harris, like you know, if he gets the touches, like he's going to be the guy. I think if Devontae gets the targets, he'll be the guy. So um, I'm not I'm not super worried, but I'm not confident in like another you know top one or two finish. Yeah, me either. I I'm pretty sure he's gonna get top ten. I left him just in the top ten for that reason. I didn't want to. So kind. It, it it felt wrong having him not in the top ten. Yeah. When I weird. when I originally made the list, I was like, I can't. This doesn't make any sense. So I I bumped him up to be top ten. Yeah. And kind of based off that, you know, one of the other harder guys to rank, two top ten wide receivers, pretty much all of their career. We have Tyreek Hill coming in at number six. He is now on the Dolphins. So. It'll be interesting to see what we get. The big critique is, you know, Carr's decent. He's shown he's decent. Tua has not. Tua has shown to be extremely inconsistent, pretty bad. I think he has two or three good games in his career. Hey, so, Tyreek Hill said that he was more accurate than Mahomes. That's, right, let's get that's that true. Out in the open. Yeah. Did you see he got death threats after that? Did you see that part? <laughs> I did. I don't understand the death threats. I understand a, uh, like, Postmaster's like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. But I, I didn't understand the death threats. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can really give death threats to someone who's just either stupid or just going for publicity. Because obviously, that either wasn't a real comment or, you know, <laughs> Tua got down on his knees and just begged him to to give him some love. So I, I don't think we should really look too much into that. So I, yeah, I agree. The death threats a little concerning, but he, same thing. Like like we said. uh with the last episode, the running back, I forget, forget who he called, but you know, basically the meme with the, you know, the Lambo in the broken down garage where he's a great player. He can explode and it's just, is Tua going to use him correctly? Will he be used correctly in the offense? Cause he's only played for one team and we just don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I think that his deep game is going to suffer uh, a lot, but do you remember the plays? Like I think there were a few in, in playoffs where they would just kind of give Hill a bubble screen pass oh, yeah. behind the line of scrimmage, and yep. then he would just kind of make shit up as he goes. Yep. I think they're going to be a lot more of, of those type of plays because yeah. that takes zero skill from the quarterback, and it still works out pretty well because he's so. Well, he fast, has to complete so. the pass. That's true. He has to th- he has to throw the ball about six yards to, to either his right or left. So yeah. we'll see how that works out for him. Yeah, so he's he's a tough one to predict. I have him at six. You do have him bumped down a little bit with 11. But mm. tied with him, we have – so that's a big difference. And then we have another big difference leading to number seven. Michael Pittman Jr., you are clearly extremely bullish on. I do like Michael Pittman going into this year, but it looks like you are in love with him. So please – Please tell me what you love about him and why you're confident. I'm assuming it has to do with um, your other close friend, Matt Ryan. Not to spoil, but... It does. And throughout the years, every single year, there's always one wide receiver that no one really expects to break top 10 that just like absolutely smashes out of the park. Last year, it was Cooper Cup. This year, I think it's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. Very similar situations. Um, I would say Pittman's actually a little bit worse than Cup is, like baseline. Um, and he's not as think, big too. Yeah, but I think that he's that he has the potential to go to do like 
really, really well. They have an awesome offensive line. They're getting a great quarterback. The pieces are all there. It just, is he going to be the one that Matt Ryan likes? Yeah. I think he is, which is why I have him so high, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think in order to uh, figure out who the wide receiver number two is on that team, you would need name tags on their helmets in order to figure that out because uh, I don't think anyone really knows after that. So, like I said, I, it, I'm i agreeing with you on all that. I just am not as confident. There's other guys I just think are better and I like more than him. But I, I agree, he's in the perfect circumstance where this is – uh, a great position for a breakout year, like you said, the line, the quarterback, and you know, really no one great behind him. They have some good tight ends too, so they they have some decent tight ends. I believe they drafted one as well, so I yeah. think he'll be the main guy. Jonathan Taylor opens up the offense too, and we've seen what a strong run game has done for our, for the wide receivers with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, where. Derrick Henry opens up the offense. A.J. Brown is by far the best wide receiver. Obviously, we won't be seeing that this year, but it's the same thing. Strong running back, wide receiver that's much talented than everyone else. So, a lot of targets. Matt Ryan heavily targets his number one. We all know that. Yeah, from the, all the years of... Uh, of um... Julio. Yeah, Julio Jones. A little Ridley. I almost said Ridley, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, no. that's not that's not that's all those one right year and then mental and then health the gam- and gambling." And, yeah, yeah, but I think I think uh, I don't know. He okay. So the number eight guy, CD Lamb. I think these two are going to be close, Pittman and CD Lamb, because CD Lamb's also going to be the undisputed one now that Amari Cooper's gone. It's his job to lose at this point. It's like he, everyone was CD breakout, CD breakout last year, and he didn't. And it's now or never for this guy. Let's see how good he is. Yeah, I think he just needs to uh, hit the books a little bit, and then he'll be, I think, a better option. I don't for intelligence or skill. I- intelligence. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> that's fair. What are you talking about? Hard knocks last year. Yeah, yeah, I am talking about hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. it's um. But he, he has the speed, he has the physical ability, so it's just going to be if the offense uses him in the correct way. Yeah. They're not going to be able to rely on Amari Cooper this year, so it's it's going to be interesting to see the, the new dynamic they go with. But I think he's going to have a, um, a pretty good year. Not a breakout year, not yet anyway, but I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, CD's someone who I think could become a lot more consistent as well, being that number one guy. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll see how... Uh, it, We'll be able to tell pretty early on in the season if it's going to work. Like I say, like week three, if it hasn't hit, it's probably yeah. not going to. Yeah, and so we have number number nine tied with CD. So we have three guys tied. Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. So I do not have Michael Thomas in my top ten. He is pretty high for you. He is uh, number four. Number so four, yes. Number four, shoot away. Give me it. He just got to stay healthy, and it's a lock. He has like we saw what Jameis could do with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He he just gets he racks up the points to the wide receivers. If Michael Thomas can stay healthy for a full season, he's going to be a point machine. The question is, is he going to stay healthy? He the question is, is will not, he start the season too? That has not been that 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 too. If he doesn't start the season, my four pick is going to look real stupid. Yeah, a little but, bit. 
Yeah, just a little bit. I think he took the more, like, conservative... Like, this is where I'd say, like, most people would traditionally put him in drafts. You have him at 14. Yeah. Do you um, want to know what ESPN has him? I do want to know, actually. I, I, I was looking just, for him. Just take, find him. take a guess first. Uh, well, I'm scrolling through. And I no, don't, don't look. Him. Don't look. That's not fair. Don't look. Uh, well, I got to, like, 15, and he wasn't there. So, uh, I don't know, like, 25? 40. 40? Oh, no. <laughs> they have Elijah Moore above him. But that like that's so dumb. That is literally so dumb. They have Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore on the Jets. Yeah. That's... Like I don't love Michael Thomas as much as you, but I mean, come on. I guess they're, they're says... just they're looking at him getting injured or not being consistent. It's gotta be it. Yeah. You... It says, oh, so he's so they say Thomas is now twenty nine years old and riskier than ever. But he remains uh, positioned for a hefty target share, which makes him a fringe wide receiver two with upside. I you're, disagree with that. You're basically but, all in, though. Like, what you're banking on, like, I have Michael Thomas where if he is 75% of what he is, if he's 60%, he could be top 20. You're banking on him playing like he did with Drew Brees. So that's yes. the issue is you're going all in. and. It could work. Obviously, you get a great reward because you could get him late. But you're you're all you were completely all in. And then there's one other guy that we'll get to as well. Where you can't be nervous with him at number four. You got to trust him, and you can't trust him. But it looks like you're confident enough to do that. So you know, actually, yeah, it's, I wanted to just because. My wide receiver picks for last year were just absolutely awful. I took all yeah. safe picks, and it just turned out so bad. I so, couldn't have been more wrong. So this is the type of guy you just pair with someone. Like, if you got Stephon Diggs in the second round and you get Michael Thomas in the fourth round, then you can you can take that risk. If you go yeah. three running backs, you can't go Michael Thomas no, and, no, like, sure. Mike Williams yeah, no. or something. I agree. You can't, you can't trust them, but if you get them as your wide receiver two or your flex – you know, if you get him as your flex, it doesn't really matter that much because probably your next guy, you could also start in your flex. So you have that wide receiver one potential with the risk, yeah. but you know, you're know you going all in. There's always at least four or five good flexes that show up on waivers right. when the season starts too. Yeah. So like you're not like totally – like if if you're, if you're carefully watching waivers, which I highly recommend you do if you draft a risky guy like this, you can you can make up the loss and just drop him and grab like someone who's doing well off waivers for your or, flex spot. Or waiver. for him, just put him in IR for a little bit, probably. <laughs> he's gonna take he's gonna take one snap in preseason and his ankle's gonna shatter. Yeah. Yeah, or if he's taking a personal day or personal season, whatever he did. Yeah. I was just realized I think Siri might have just yelled at me. Did you hear that? I didn't uh, hear yeah, it, but... I heard that. I just kept on going. It's okay. You need to stand, yeah. is that what it wants? Is that your I don't know. It, it heard me talking about uh, waivers and got angry. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. It probably got angry when they heard you at uh, Michael Thomas top five. Maybe it's possible. I think the uh, like whoever's like stalking me from Apple, probably a big fantasy guy, is trying yep. to warn me. So yeah, rounding out our top ten, we have Keenan Allen, one of the most consistent wide receivers in the past few years. Not a ton to say here. Great offense, great player, and you know Herbert's number one guy. I just I'm never worried about taking Keenan yeah he's really good the only slight thing I'm nervous about now is his age and the fact that they that they paid uh Mike Williams so much sure 
Does Other this, than that, though, does this have you move Williams up? I know we have him in similar spots. Not really, because I don't think he's that good. I think he's overpaid. But I'm concerned what what um, the coaching staff is going to do sure. now that they have this. Because it's like this guy's getting all the money we want to use him. That's like Melvin. They keep paying Melvin. He keeps playing. Yeah, exactly. Because like at some level, like even if you like try not to think this way, and you're a coach. You're still gonna think we're paying this guy so much money, like we gotta get like value out of out of using him, right? So that's what I'm nervous about. But other than that, I think I think Keenan's the better player for sure. Yeah, so he's he's great if you can get him as your wide receiver two. If you go running back, running back, wide receiver three, or uh, sorry, wide receiver one, that works too. So mm-hmm. those are our top ten. Moving forward, we have Debo Samuel. At 11, I'm a little more confident than him, on him at 7 than you are at 12. So I did do a little research because I actually had him pretty low before. And I just looked back at the game logs. And so I have before the before the bye week, actually. Well, this is up to week 9. So half the season, his receiving targets were 12 8 10 13 9 11 9 9 after that it was 5 2 4 1 5 11 6 6 so you can see in the first half of the season he was targeted a ton this was obviously Mm. when he wasn't running his carries are one or two or zero after that he's averaging about six carries per game so when he was playing wide receiver he actually was very good so for fantasy 32, 16, 10, 35, 16, 21, 23. So he was really good as a wide receiver. And I think if he drops, you could still get good value. Obviously, what I'm referring to is he's come out saying he just wants to play wide receiver. He doesn't want to be the hybrid. PRK3 is bold last year. I don't think he's going to repeat that. But if you have people that have heard him say that that he doesn't want to run as much and they get scared away I think he could be sneaky value because like I said he dominated like he was a top five wide receiver without running the ball so I still think he's got something in him Trey Lance quarterback if that comes out I'm gonna drop him but yeah so I was gonna say I was yeah. waiting till you finish and be like well what if they start Trey Lance right and it's like, well. so I just nothing's come out it seems it seems like they don't want Jimmy at all, but they haven't cut him. So Jimmy, I still don't understand why. In, in my head, he's a core. I'm going with this ranking is with Jimmy. Like I said, if yeah. that changes, I'm going to drop him. But he actually wasn't that bad. All you have to do is look. It depends who you have in your draft because, you, you know, one of the most important things is, as we'll discuss in a later episode, you need to know who you're drafting with, you know, who's going to reach for those players, who's going to avoid them because that's where you get your value. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I have him dropped just because I don't think that, even though I think it that Jimmy G should remain the starter, I don't think he is going to. I think the way that, and I know this shouldn't have an effect on the coach, but the way the fans have been kind of pushing, they don't want Jimmy G um, in there anymore. And it seems like the organization is slowly moving away from him. So I dropped yeah. him down a little bit just because of that. Well, he can't but, really win them a Super Bowl, honestly. Like, he can get them to one, but he can't win them one, I don't think. Yeah, but I don't even think Trey Lance is going to get them to one, to be honest. Well, not yet, but I think he has more career potential than Jimmy will. I think I think Trey Lance will be a better quarterback in his career than Jimmy. It's possible. Jimmy, he doesn't do like look very good, but he wins games, which is 
the important part. So I'm not really, I don't know. He didn't win the big one. He did not win the big one. That's true. He choked it. Um, But I don't know. I, I have him finishing just outside top 10. I'm nervous about the bad blood. There was a lot of beef between him and the front office and the coaching staff in the off season. So yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. True. Can't forget about What's that. What's happen? Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I don't blame him for not wanting to be a running back. I mean, running back, their careers are way shorter than wide yeah. receivers. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I definitely agree that he's not going to run the ball anymore. Whether yeah. or not he tr- can translate that into being a better wide receiver, we'll have to see. Yeah, so number 12, we got Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I have him significantly higher. You have Brady as one of your top quarterbacks. Mike Evans is the top target. Why do you have him this low? I just don't think he's going to stay healthy. I don't know why. Just getting a feeling that he's not going to be healthy. Um, right, because he missed that one game last year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I don't know. I just, I'm getting a weird feeling about the Bucks. And they're healthy wide receivers. I don't think that that well, Tom Brady doesn't healthy necessarily wide stick to stick to one wide receiver. He's never been like a one receiver kind of guy. You know, he spreads the ball around pretty well. So I'm not too worried about Tom. I think Tom Brady could do pretty well with fantasy, regardless of uh, who is throwing to on the Bucks. The Bucks have their wide receiver three is better than some teams' wide receivers uh, one and two. So I'm not super nervous about um, losing Mike Evans and having Tom Brady do bad. But I am nervous for Mike Evans' production just by himself. Yeah, I'm just not. We, I, You hear everywhere, if you have heard on other fantasy podcasts, everyone brings up. Mike Evans has had 1,000 receiving yards in every season of his career. That's something you can bank mm-hmm. on. And... I know you're nervous about the injury, but I don't know if you knew that fact. If you do, I, I hope you feel a little bad. He had nine no, I, touchdowns too, so Yeah, I did. It's just like he's due for an injury, I feel no like. No Gronk. No Godwin. No Gronk. To start. Yeah, so I, I did I did have him in this area with Gronk. I did I didn't really I guess remember that Gronk wasn't there for this. Um, but there are a lot of mouths to feed on the Bucks. Like there are a lot of good play. They have a lot of talent on the offense. Yeah, but right and... right now it's really just Fournette, Mike Evans, and um, what's his name the the new Russell guy Gage. Russell Gage. But to me, if you want to talk about not having one target, Brady is one of those guys like Rogers. He loves the guys that he knows. You saw that with Gronk when he came to the team. He was. He was nasty when he played. He was sick. And Mike Evans is now Tom Brady's guy. So I just I think he has really good play potential. He's one of those guys that's been so consistently good forever where like him and Keenan Allen are just to me like you just you've heard the names forever and it's like they're not super attractive options like oh CD Lamb has so much potential. Jamar Chase has so much potential, but Mike Evans was top 10 last year. I think the name, it's not like a super sexy pick, but you can get top 10 potential. Yeah, I think he's, if he stays healthy, he's probably one of the more consistent players on the list for sure. So you're just saying health, no skill? You you just yeah, you I'm, just have a hunch. You know something that everyone else doesn't. I just have a bad feeling. You know, like when like you like... Um, like you're outside and it's like a sunny day and you have a feeling that it's going to rain and then it, it does sometimes. It does sometimes, I guess. 
Yeah, I just I don't know. Is like how many realistically how many seasons can he be that consistent for without an injury? You know what I mean? Like hopefully he just, at least he, one more. That's true. If it if it is one more, then I'm gonna look real stupid. I I like Mike Evans. Let's we can revisit this one. I know there's some that you need to argue as well, but I'm confident yes. in Mike Evans. He's one of those guys that to the start of the season, if Godwin's out, if Russell Gage is still figuring it out. He's gonna get. I just think he's gonna get targeted so much, and if he's a top five wide receiver, you could trade him for someone better, most likely. So I, I love his value. I think he'll start hot, unless he gets injured. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, this is another guy that was really hard for me to rank. Number thirteen, Cortland Sutton. I'm surprised you had. I thought it was a hot take for me to have him that high. I have him thirteen. You have him fourteen. Yeah, I just I thought about it and. Someone on that wide receiver squad is is going to get points. I think he's I, intriguing. I yeah, he. Re- I know I used this analogy before, but he is the skill set of DK. He's the size of DK. I see Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler as a tie or as a Tyler Lockett. Honestly, based on where they're going, the best value is probably KJ Hamler, just because I don't think he's being drafted in most drafts, and he's like insanely fast. So. I think he's really good value. Judy's going above Cortland Sutton in a lot of drafts. I do prefer Cortland Sutton, though. He's had a 1,000-yard season with Drew Locke, and that guy is terrible. Or maybe it was Joe Flacco, I forget. But he's had a season of over a 1,000 yards, and Russell Wilson is significantly better than anyone he's played with. So I, I like him. I think 13 is early. I understand that. But he's one of those guys where you get you have your guys where you're seeing you know top potential. This is one of them that I'm confident in. So I thought it was early too, and then I thought about it, and like, DK was top ten with Russell Wilson, right? So even though we have him at uh, what do we here? have here thirteen and fourteen, so uh, thirteen overall. Yeah, I th- that's still a downgrade from peak DK. Yeah, I think this is with like Russell Wilson. Hoping that he's the number one. I think if he is guaranteed, like if he's one hundred percent the number one, he's. I think he's definitely top ten potential for sure. We just don't know. And that's why it's like 13. It's like, okay, I'm hoping he is, but still cautious. Where, like, if he is 100% the guy, I think he could definitely outpace that 13 spot. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not too nervous about it. Because um, DK did, like you said. It may just not be this season. Yeah, it was just hard to rank Cortland Sutton in this area because there are so many, like, absolute question marks of for the wide is why making the wide receiver list for me was significantly harder than the running back list oh for sure right about right about around here where i started getting really confused yeah now this this one's hard honestly the the guys coming up i i think are really hard like aj brown going to the eagles i think you're either in on aj brown out on aj brown i thought immediately after the trade like oh this is gonna be great for him but I don't know. I think Hertz will be good for fantasy. It's just I know we've had I know you hate Hertz and think you won't be the starter, but I just I think it's a tough offense where it's like the Titans was run first and Tannehill threw. The Eagles it's run first and Jalen Hurts also runs, so I'm just a little <laughs> nervous and he also I think he's better than Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith was there last year, so he's I I don't know. I'm just I'm all over the they place. They paid him so much, right? Like, they got to use him. That's yeah. the only reason I have him, like, 
yeah. as high as he is. Like they have to use, like how can you pay a guy that much money and yeah. then not use him? And you want to talk about injury history. He's a great example. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't I don't think he's that good. I think he's overpaid. I don't think the Eagles are that good. But if you pay a guy like that amount of money, then like you gotta be forcing the ball to him, right? Yeah, you just don't. That's also just an offense. You don't really know what you're gonna get. It's hard to be super confident having any ego on your team. I personally think. I agree. The Eagles are not a very uh, skilled team, I guess to put it. Uh, well, I, I think they have talent. I think it's just hard for fantasy. Selfishly for fantasy, it's like I don't know what you're gonna. I literally don't know what you guys are gonna do. Yeah, it's yeah. The Eagles are just a weird team. I don't I don't know why. I've just never clicked well with the Eagles. I don't like their colors. <laughs> really? I, I actually really kind of like, like that the emerald green. You don't like? No, I don't like their players. Their number one fan is like a pedophile. So it's just who? Who's that? What was that guy's name? You know, the, you know the guy like the 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 big uh the big guy on YouTube that would like make all those weird videos. No, uh, I don't even know who you're talking about. YouTube. All right, you, you do that. I'll get into the next one. So, number 15, we have Mike Williams, second wide receiver on the Chargers. So, this is the first one where we have a repeat on the same team. Obviously, we're confident in both of these guys, both top 15 guys. So, I have him 15. You have him 16, pretty much the same. Yes. So, started the season as a top three wide receiver. I traded him, which was great. I got Derrick Henry, which was great for five more weeks. But good value and I just I think there's so much potential here like you said Keenan's getting older he's really heating up where he's some guy that has top 10 potential as well so I think it's a great place to snag him yes and it was EDP 445 was the guy I I don't know if you recognize him by the name you would recognize the video of I'll I'll send you the video afterwards we'll 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 throw it on the Instagram, the, the specific video that I'm talking about. Okay. Um, but okay, so back to back to the uh, back to business here. Yeah, I, I like Mike Williams. He played. He started the season off really well. He's getting paid a ton of money. He's clearly, I think, their uh, the the future. I think he's gonna have a longer career at this point than Keenan Allen. Not like like total lengthwise, but like I think he's gonna be on the Chargers for the next few years. And I think Keenan Allen might be like approaching the age where maybe he starts to think about retirement so that could be why he got paid so i i expect mike williams to have a pretty significant role in the offense Mm -hmm. yeah and it with a ranking like this we're both pretty confident there's a lot of potential and yeah definitely someone i think that is in a similar boat we have number 16 is terry mclaurin where Mm-hmm. We've seen the flashes. We just want it to get all get put together. I think Mike Williams had his breakout season last year. Terry McLaurin had his somewhat two years ago and kind of flopped yeah. last year. And now people that are into Terry McLaurin, you know, are really looking for that to come back, you know, with a more consistent quarterback. We thought it would be Fitzpatrick. Maybe it'll be Wentz. You're more bullish on him at 13. I have him at 19. I had him in my top 10 last year, I think. I thought last year for sure was going to be his year. I think I said it like at least six times, but this is his last chance in my eyes. There's no more excuses. I mean, he's gone through like four different quarterbacks. Like, this is it. You could just, like, last year I'll I'll, I'll let him get a wash on because the whole offense was bad. But this is his last chance before I give up on him. Yeah, he has great potential. It's just... 
potential. <laughs> like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's he's got the skill for it. He just hasn't caught like the right break. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll see. Speaking of uh, another guy that yeah, has let's get into your potential good of uh, yeah. of catching a huge break here, Juju Smith Schuster. Now I think he is the clear at this point wide receiver one. So do which I. Which is why I have him so high. But that doesn't mean everyone else does, which is what I'm nervous about. Yeah, so I have him at 7, which is pretty high up there for this far in the list. So we have him 17 total. I have him 7, and you have him 25. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's, I think this is the biggest difference we had in our list. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident he's going to be the one, and I'm expecting not quite Tyree Kill numbers, but very good numbers. I mean... Mahomes puts up crazy stats, yards, touchdowns, all that stuff. Someone's got to be the one catching these passes. Like, he's not going to be throwing in, up in the air to nobody. Yeah. So, I think Juju's going to be, the, like, going to get a nice little boost in production this year. Yeah, I think Juju should be good. I think he's in a good spot. I think he should be the number one. But I just don't really know. It, it's a new team, and Mahomes is better than any quarterback he's played with. I just – my thing here is I, I just don't know. And I'm going with somewhere in the middle where it's like I really like him, but every guy I have ahead of him pretty much, I at least have a feeling, or not have a feeling, I at least have seen them play on the team before, and I know what to expect. Marquise Brown is the one that has not, but I'm just, it's a new team, you never know what's going to happen, so... What if what if I'm wrong? I eat my words, and MVS is just God on the Chiefs. Then like it, Juju, it so I don't know. We're also used to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, so maybe it'll be spread around more. To me, I just I'm worried if he's not the one because he should be. He definitely should be. He's definitely the best. But I am sitting in my room recording a podcast as all of the Chiefs are you know training today, so they know better than I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. If someone on the Chiefs is going to go off, and whoever drafts that right player is gonna get awesome value, it's just a matter of are you gonna get the right player? Yeah, exactly. And you know, you're clearly buying in. And if yes. you, if well, you, he's if so you low hit, on then, ESPN. Yeah. I was shocked when I saw how low he was. If you hit on him, he's you know similar to Michael Thomas. Maybe you don't want both, but you can definitely get at least one of them for I think he's a safer option than Michael Thomas but I don't think he has as much upside potential agree yeah I would agree so we'll see what happens and then here we have kind of just like I don't know these are like the classic like wide receiver two guys yeah T Higgins uh 18 DJ Moore 19 Chris Godwin doesn't really belong here but he's injured so he kind of got thrown in on 20 yep um, so he, he definitely has potential to move up if he uh, gets back from injury earlier. And then 21, Brandon Cooks. All reliable. All reliable. Yeah, it's kind of just like the standard wide receiver twos here. Yeah. I mean, these guys are complete hit or miss. Like, I could see these guys going in any order, not particularly the one we have, just somewhere in this range, I suppose. And we have all these guys in pretty similar spots as well, No. Real discredit. I mean, I don't think there's anyone that can be like, oh, he's going to bust or he's going to go off. Like, they're, we, we kind of know. <laughs> like, Yeah, we know what to expect. T. Higgins, I'd say, probably has the most potential out of these guys. And Godwin, if he doesn't come, if he comes back later or comes back sooner, could go up or down too. Exactly. So we'll see how, we'll see how it goes with these guys. Not really much to talk about here other than just hoping for the best for the teams. Yeah. 
so next we have 22 we have Allen robinson another another one of the guys you really like he's been really hard mm-hmm. for me to rank i i think he's one that will probably move around before actual draft day but i have him a decent amount lower 28 and you have him at 15 once again it looks like you're you're going for the old Allen robinson what we've seen where i'm more nervous just i i should i need another word i keep using nervous but wide receivers just i don't know man hesitant yeah i just it's a new team which is great the new team is great if odell comes back i think it's risky robinson we've seen he can be a great player but he was just dogging it on the feet he looked so bad (laughs) and i know he was on the bears and i'm sure it wasn't fun i'm sure it wasn't fun trying to pretend you're going to win when, you know, you just know the team sucks and you just don't want to be on the team. I don't blame him for that. That would be a terrible team to play for, but he just looks so bad. I think this is my, at least how I ranked him, 28, is an in-between of his best and whatever that was last year because he, like I said, he has a ton of potential, but he just didn't show anything last year. So I'm just trying to figure out if he sucks or if he just didn't want to be there. Yeah, I have him up pretty high. I have him at 15 just because I think um, the people that the Rams are going to play are going to be looking at um, Cooper Cup and being like, we need to stop this guy. Like, I can see, like, in, like say, like, you're, you're a defensive coordinator and it's, like, I don't know, the Tuesday before you play the Rams. You're not talking about Allen uh, Robinson. You're talking about how do we stop Cooper Cup. And all your drills are going to be stopping Cooper Cup. Right. Yeah, you're so, you're not talking about the PRK eighty one. You're talking about the PRK one from last year. <laughs> exactly. So I think Robinson can kind of like make a name for himself just by sure. allowing Cooper Cup to take a lot of the heat from the from the, uh, the defensive backs and just kind of like sneaking in for like short little uh, dinky uh, pass plays. And with Woods, we've seen that you know they can even with Jared Goff have two strong fantasy starters. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think. Robinson has a good amount of skill, and I think that he's going into a position where you can kind of use his previous poor seasons as kind of like a cover. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, um, but I think he, he'll do okay. Yeah. So next we have 23. We have Marquise Brown, which mm-hmm. is one of my guys that I will take the lead on. So marquise hollywood brown is someone else on a new team new quarterback somewhat new quarterback though they did kyler and hollywood brown played together in college so great there we've seen what that can what that can do with burrow and jamar chase so i'm pretty high on him i'm i'm confident i have him 16 i know you have him a decent amount lower 28 pretty much Allen robinson switched yeah but i think he, when we're talking about breakout, someone who can, you know, outdo their ADP, he's one that stands out to me. I think it's a new team, but DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six games due to PDs being a bad boy over the offseason or maybe during the season whenever it happened. Uh, Marquise Brown has been, I, I know this sounds dumb, but I, I will say limited by Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's passing is decent. I think he's improved a lot, but to me, Kyler Murray is a much better passer. We've seen just kind of, I know he's seven inches shorter or whatever, but I just, 
I think with the door open, with Hopkins going down, with Kirk on a different team, the the window is open for him to be a true number one. And similar to Mike Evans, you have your number one guy on the bench for the first few games. So I think he has a chance to really start the season strong. And we've seen flashes of him being really well or playing really well with Lamar Jackson. So I just think he could explode on this team. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Um, I, The Ravens are just a weird team uh, offensively. They just they don't he's, do what anybody else Ravens, does. So. No, I know. Yeah, so I, I know. <laughs> so, like, they're, like, a weird team. So, like, I, I was watching, like, the offense over the course of the season, and the defense is so focused on, like, stopping the run game that I don't know how we, like, I don't know how open he can actually get. Like, because the, the Cardinals, they just don't run the ball. I know, like, they run the ball a lot, but they don't. It's not like Lamar Jackson running the ball. Kyler Murray, he's quick, but he's not Lamar Jackson. So, like, how much of him getting open was due to Lamar Jackson being such a threat on the ground? And that's what I'm kind of nervous about. I don't know if he's going to be able to get those long, deep, uh, like, get open deep on a team where they're more focused on the passing. And I know you mentioned that D Hop being out is you're doing as like a positive, but I kind of see that as like a negative because I think that he could like he would be better off as like kind of a guy like in the the cover of d hop like using him as like a decoy like maybe they start on the same side and then like d hop makes like a turn and then marquise brown keeps going straight and that kind of throws the dbs off a little bit but i'm nervous to see what he's going to do on a more normalized uh, offensive scheme i just think he's a he's a high risk high reward guy it's either the relationship works or it doesn't work and you can read it like I'm not huge like oh you know they played in college together whatever that doesn't mean a ton to me I just I think of him as a guy that has shown flashes that's waiting for the right opportunity and I'm I would go all in I I'm I'm confident and this is someone like I said if I had some consistent guys I would take the risk on him he's someone that I think could outperform yeah I mean I'm I'm not saying that I'm particularly confident in, in my pick I I don't I just it's getting a bad feeling. I don't know. I made a lot of these picks. Oh, you're bad like, feeling. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. I don't know about the ugly part, but uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of did a lot of like how I was feeling at the time and then oh, mixed nice. that in with the stats. I, just wasn't, I was, wasn't getting a good vibe out of them. I don't know why. Is it because you don't know whether to call him Marquise or Hollywood? That might have been it. It could have been. I now that you mentioned that, I I uh, I don't know. You know, you're right. I'm gonna let me just let me find where he is. I'm just gonna update this to Hollywood. There you go. Make sure you do it everywhere yeah. though. Yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. So moving into our next ones, we have 24, 25, 26, 27. Some guys that I I know we talked about, kind of Robinson, Marquise Brown having that boom potential. Hollywood Brown, sorry. We have Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney. To me, Deontay Johnson, very consistent. Not he, He's someone who I think he gets a lot of targets, but as you kind of said about Najee, he's not someone I think is like incredible. Like I, I don't think he's anything super special. Amari Cooper is in a special circumstance, being the best wide receiver by far on the Browns. Thielen is a little older, but still good. And then Mooney, similar to Cooper, is the number one wide receiver on the Bears. So is there, out of these four guys, someone you would be, someone you think biggest boom, biggest bust potential? 
Um, honestly, I don't mind Mitch Trubisky. So I'm Deontay Johnson. I'm kind of on board with. Uh, Amari Cooper, I have pretty high up. I just because he's, I think he's going to be the clear one on the team. Oh, he will. I just uh, don't know who's throwing him the ball. Yeah, that's that's always the question. Adam Thielen, kind of getting old, getting up there. Uh, I think he's going to get overshadowed by Justin Jefferson. I don't know, man. To be honest, all of them have a chance to do really well. It's, yeah. but they also all have a chance to do terrible. These are like pretty big gambles, I would say. These three guys here. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, less so. He's, I think he's right where he belongs. But yeah, these I, are the three I think I Mooney's know. more of a gamble than Deontay Johnson, honestly. With Justin Fields, I think Steelers. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, like I, I, I don't think that, that Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, or Thielen are going to go any lower than this. I'm saying that like it's oh. a gamble that they could go higher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think Mooney's going to get much higher than this. Okay, yes. Okay, gotcha. I agree. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. I'm not I, like I said. Wide receivers are tough. These three are. I don't know if I if it came down to it and I was drafting and I had a choice between these three, I'm not sure who I would take. Yeah, th- this is where it's like, you know, if you can get one of them, just go for it. Like it's not, you know, you're not seeing these three guys and you're like, oh, well, like I I don't know, they're just you know also like j- just pick one, you'll be fine. Yeah, it, like I wouldn't be disappointed if I like only one of the three was left for my pick. I'd be like, oh well, exactly. Yeah, you're not like ah, oh, I really wanted Cooper like. Okay, you have Deontay Johnson. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so moving on, we have DK at 28, Jalen Waddle at 29, Jerry Judy at 30 to finish out the top 30. The reason I mention all of them is because these are some guys that I have a good amount higher than you. I know you had Mm -hmm. some higher up. I have more that you have very low, and I'm kind of more towards the middle. So DK is someone who I think – just whoever throws him the ball, he's going to be fantasy relevant. I don't think he's going to be great, and I think he's very risky. So I only have him at 21. It's not like I think he'll be top 15, but I have him at 21 just because I think when when there's a new quarterback, they're going to throw to the best player on the field. And we see it time and time again where you get a backup quarterback and they just target the best player. They target the biggest player, and that's who DK is. And I just think... Drew Locke, if he's the starter, he's going to throw a lot to Noah Fant, who he played with. I just don't think he can use uh, Tyler Lockett even remotely close to what Russ did. So this is where I think DK gets a lot of the targets. But like I said, I don't know how good the offense is going to be. So I don't know how good DK is going to be. But I think his usage will be great. I think he's going to get thrown to a lot. I just don't know how much is a lot for the Seahawks team. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I have him so low just so uh, I'm not tempted into drafting him just to get disappointed, he's, basically. He's peeking into your top 30. He's not even in it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I had to go a little bit more than 30 just because uh, we had some differences towards the end here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just – I don't think the Seahawks are going to be good. I think it's going to be an absolute train wreck. I think bottom five teams, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm not, sure. I'm not confident – I don't have enough confidence in the touchdown potential of the Seahawks. I just don't think they're going to score a lot. So mm-hmm. I have him down low. Yeah, DK is um, someone who I think can make his own plays too, kind of like a Tyreek mm-hmm. where it's like if you give him the ball, he can, you know, he's one of the one of the largest men catching the ball at the wide receiver. He's quick position. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. I just don't have confidence in the Seahawks scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and then number 29, Waddle, you also have really high. Yeah, so I have I have Waddle at – where is he? Where is this guy? 24. He is 24. And then I have yep. Jerry Judy at 27, so number 29 and 30. These guys, I just – I think they're going to be on – offenses where they're targeted a ton they're both wide receiver twos on their team assuming Cortland Sutton's the one Jalen Waddle was just really good last year he's a top 15 wide receiver and I believe actually I shouldn't say I believe I know he broke the rookie reception record 104 receptions last year so he was the PRK 13 really came out of nowhere I obviously don't think that's going to happen I know ESPN has him pretty high they have him what is it top they have him 13. Mm-hmm. So they have him repeating where he was, PRK 13. Absolutely not. Disagree, ESPN. But I agree. Yeah, I do uh, I do have him here because I think there's going to be a lot of targets. And Tua played with him last year, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I have him a little bit lower just because, like, honestly, it's, it's going to sound kind of mean. But I just don't see defenses buying that Hill's going to go deep every play. Mm-hmm. So, like, what I would think of for Waddle in this situation is they send Hill out deep, and then they have Waddle come as, like, a slant across the middle yep. and try to go for the short pass. But if I were the the defense the defensive coordinator against the Dolphins and I saw Hill going deep, I'm not that worried about him getting a touchdown because I don't think the pass is going to be very accurate. So I'm not going to – I'm going to be more focused on the middle of the field thinking it's a decoy, and that's why I don't think Waddle's going to do very well. Yeah, I just think he's going to be a target hog. It's going to be short, chunk yardage, kind of like a Keenan Allen. Maybe he doesn't get a ton of touchdowns, mm-hmm. but I think he just he's going to rack it up for PPR. So for PPR, I have him here. We play PPR, so that's kind of how I rank these guys. But I think he racks up points even if it's 5 to 10 yards per catch. Yeah, I'm also kind of curious. Uh, this might be a hot take, but they might send out Waddle to be the deep guy. And, and use Hill as the short pass guy. That's definitely possible, it, yeah. Obviously it's not kind of like backwards play, thinking. Yeah, it, no, but it definitely makes sense. Just because, like, I think they know that they're not going to throw it deep a lot. Yeah. So, like, why send your best player deep if you're not going to throw it to him? That's true. That's fair. So, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, the Dolphins are probably one of my top five uh, most teams I'm interested in to watch play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel just because they have so much like weird stuff happening with mm-hmm. the running backs, the wide receivers, so it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and we actually, I read this wrong. I thought I had Jerry Judy a lot higher. We both have him twenty seven. So, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> not much. Uh, not I don't think he has much potential here. I don't think he. I think he's already overrated as it is, and then um, throw on. Russ, who I think is going to target Sutton a lot more, I don't think he's going to do very well. Yeah. So, obviously, wide receivers are very plentiful. We have some top guys. We have some sleepers. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one as well. Number three out of four, we're going to do tight ends, which should be significantly easier than the wide receiver one. I think this one is the is the hardest one. I'm sure tight ends will be a little closer on. But we'll do tight ends next. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure to check out quarterback and running backs and we'll get those out to you soon thanks i got my boy mike there ready to catch i don't even know who caught aaron Devonte left him and 
Tyreek left you, Patrick. Josh, don't worry, someone's gonna leave you too. I love you. My boy Mike never left me, I'll tell you that.